0: I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters.
1: I'm sorry, I don't speak Japanese. But we drive
0: Welcome back to the Fast Five Minute Podcast, a show where each and every week, two good friends come together to watch five minutes of a Fast and the Furious movie, uh, this week, it is season three, episode nineteen. We're watching minute eighty-five to ninety of the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Only two more to go after this one. Oh, they're going, they're going slowly, but they're going. Uh, my name's Stone, and as always, my co-host, like, his name's Guard.
1: Hi, I'm Guard. Everyone,
0: it's Guard. Hey, Guard, how are What's you today? <laughs> I'll take it from the was-up that you're doing quite well.
1: Um, you know, I'm doing pretty well. Fighting off a uh, back spasm, but besides that, pretty good.
0: <laughs> well, it's, if that's the worst that's going on for you, you're doing all right, it sounds like. Yeah, not the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, Guard, um, we have an episode today uh, where not much happens. Uh, but before we get to that, do you have anything off the top?
1: Hmm, that's a great question, Stone. I do have an advertisement if you'd like to hear it.
0: Yeah, we better, we better.
1: Uh, this week brought to you by belts. Cinch them up, cinch them down, fill them as they go around. these babies keep your drawers up. Try belts.
0: Um, that's so. I heard we were gonna take a sponsor from uh, suspenders, so I'm guessing that one fell through. It did, unfortunately. It did. Yeah. <laughs> Not you know, that belts are the second choice, out. but. Suspenders no, no, no. Are just yeah, more. we're
1: huge fans of belts. <laughs> so um, you want to know what
0: I don't good. like about belts, guard?
1: <laughs> What's that?
0: Is that I'm a little guy, and I've been in stores that don't have belts small enough for me before.
1: Because you're a cute little guy?
0: Because I'm a cute little guy, and all of them are way too big, and it really grinds my gears.
1: Wow, you're like Peter on Family Guy.
0: Yeah. Same size. Both probably deal with the same belt problem.
1: <laughs> he had a whole special segment once called Do You Know What Grinds My Gears? <laughs> I
0: know. I know. I'm just goofing guard.
1: All right. I didn't know if you're up to date on your Family Guy references.
0: <laughs> I I mean I haven't watched Family Guy since I was like thirteen, but you
1: Well know, uh, they're back, baby.
0: <laughs> Is it back and better than ever?
1: No, I have I have no oh. idea.
0: <laughs> okay, well, it's about family guy talk. Guard, I don't I don't have anything specifically off the top. There's no racing um this weekend or there hasn't been any or there is this weekend, but th- there any wasn't racism? any last weekend. So, <laughs> hopefully none no, in the no, world. No racism. Okay, excellent. That's good. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. But next weekend, Guard, there is a race. So, would you like to make a bet now or later?
1: Um let me let me sprinkle while whilst we talk, and I'll let you know if okay. I conduct one over the course of the episode.
0: Um, but I thought since I don't have any race cars to talk about, I can um, inform you and the audience how my hobbies are going. Okay, yeah. Um, the yellow, the yellow focus guard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's running great. Oh, good. I drive. I drive it to work every day. It's reliable. Uh, still needs an alignment badly. I still have springs in my garage. I've yet to put on because I'm nervous to. <laughs> But um, mm-hmm. still driving good. I mean, I've driven it so much, it almost needs an oil change at this point. So
1: Wow. Uh, Big step. Yeah.
0: My other car doesn't leave the garage. Uh, I, ju- I just drive the, the cute yellow 20-year-old Focus now. Um, good for the Focus. Uh, my bass plane. It's coming along quite nicely. I now have a good dozen songs I can play all the way through. Absolutely. Um, which makes this uh, is just, jam so sessions. To be
1: clear, Stone... Instead of F one two three, uh-huh. we're doing Stones' Hobby Watch. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's so now that I got a good, uh, good uh, couple songs under my belt. Uh, whenever Brianna leaves, I like to take my amp out into the living room and just uh, play along to them all as loud as I can until she gets back. What an outlandish
1: replacement segment this is.
0: And then I re- and then I respect her and stop making a bunch of noise, <laughs> put it away until the next time she leaves because I'm best, respectful. Yeah. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, that's about it. Any any other, anything else that I should touch on that that you're curious of?
1: Um, it's hmm. a good question. I think I'm all set personally.
0: Okay, well, um. I keep asking all of my IRL friends if they want to join my band and uh, more than a couple have made the joke that they're gonna either play the triangle or tambourine so mm-hmm. um, so if any fans were hoping on one of those, tough luck they're taken.
1: follow-up uh, cue for you mm-hmm. yeah. Do any of your friends know how to play instruments?
0: No, that's why I'm telling them now so in two to five years we can have a band. You have to start now.
1: You're asking people to start practicing for later.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's obviously. I mean, incredible. I can't wow. I'm not I'm not band ready right now, but hopefully I will be in 2 to 5 years. That's right. why I'm giving everyone a heads up. Cuz wow. I don't want to be band ready and then start looking around and people going, "Yeah, I'll learn the guitar right now." No. Don't have time for that. I'm giving so everyone you've taken a heads sort
1: up sort of a unique approach, I guess, to um, <laughs> <laughs> to assembling a band.
0: Yeah, it's not find people that can play an instrument. It's find people that want to play an instrument. We do our own thing and reconvene in a couple of <laughs> years. Wow. Gotcha. Because I can't play an... I can barely play an instrument, but I'm working on it. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if I'm working on it, who says other people can't be, you know?
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, yeah. So, Guard, I'm, what should I write you down gotcha. for? What should
0: I pen you in as?
1: Um. I will do na Nothing. Do you want me to be honest, or if I had to uh, choose, what would I choose?
0: No, I need a serious answer. No bits allowed.
1: (laughs) Okay, then in that case, I will do uh, lead singer.
0: Okay, perfect. We still need one of those, so it's yours. That worked out well, huh? Yeah, it did.
1: All right, great.
0: Well, um... That's all I have off the top. I've I've been a, a race carless sad boy, uh, so I have nothing else to talk about. Yeah, so I have nothing we, at all. Uh, so I'm I, I've got should, to show. So guard should I guess we should just talk about the thing that this podcast is about, which is five minutes of the Fast and the Furious.
1: Seems wise. Yeah.
0: Seems wise. Well, guard, would you like to tell the audience how this five minutes began or how it ended?
1: I will take ended, and it ended with. Um, Sean losing a race but not all the way. <laughs>
0: and it started with um uh the the most oddly paced montage of all time. That's certainly true. Um so hopping back into it, uh Sean has challenged DK to a drift race in front of a yakuza member and uh, he doesn't have a car, so we're, bu- we're building that car. He has an engine at Han's place, which was the RB uh, Nissan engine. Um, he has a-, a shell of a car, which is his dad's Mustang, and we finished last episode with a symbolic key toss between a horrible father and a piece of shit son. Mm-hmm. Um, Got the people and we going. Start- yes. Which is always And nice. we, started- we started this uh, episode... With uh Sean, Twinkie, and the rest of them Um pushing <laughs> pushing the pushing the Mustang into Han's garage. Mm-hmm. Presumably to put the um engine in it to make up. it a drift car. Um one uh, the <laughs> last episode this shop was a uh taped off crime scene true and it's no longer that one day later
1: uh you know the japanese police work really quickly they're renowned for their efficiency efficient. So.
0: okay okay i guess <laughs> i guess you got me there um uh, next thing guard they're working on the car mm-hmm. and by the time between them pushing the car into the garage to the car on a road is about 20 seconds of mm-hmm. movie time. Sure. I just want to talk a little bit, guard, to you in the audience, <laughs> about engine swaps. Okay? Mm-hmm. Engine swaps are a thing that lots of car enthusiasts do, right? And there's a bunch of different tiers of like difficulty and complexity that comes with an engine swap, right? It's yeah, not there's absolutely. a bunch of different levels. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Because, guard, you, it could be a fairly simple engine swap where the engine in a car blows up, so you find the exact same engine from a donor car, take out the old engine, put in the new engine, right? Pretty simple. Um, if you have the tools and the know-how, you can do it. It's taking a thing out, unplugging everything, putting a new one in, plugging everything back in, right? hmm Obviously. Yeah. Not too difficult. Um... Then there's a slightly more complex engine swap where maybe you take a newer engine that's like the same and put it in the car or you do take an engine that's like um, people have swapped in before. So there's like diagrams, there's there's uh, custom parts you can get to make it fit and adapters where you have to do a little bit more work, uh, but it can be done and it isn't super hard right people have done it before you can look up a forum right
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: and then there's the 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 final level of engine swaps where you take something crazy and put it in something put it somewhere it doesn't belong i don't know like taking a six-cylinder inline engine out of a modern nissan and put it in a 60s muscle car that had a v8 in it originally badass Bad, badass. Oh, cool! Very cool. These are the coolest engine swaps. Putting a putting a Ferrari engine in like a Honda, putting a Honda engine in a Ferrari. You know, you can do all sorts of wacky stuff. Mm-hmm. But these are tough because you're putting something where it doesn't belong and having to make it work. That is St- exactly stonet. what this correct engine swap is. Correct me if I'm wrong, is. but it
1: seems like you're building up to something here.
0: I, I, I would correct you, but you're not wrong. Okay, go on. That's exactly. That third tier is what we're dealing with here. We're putting a six inline six into a V8-shaped hole, uh, decades apart in when these the body and the engine were made. It is a very, very complicated, complex, insanely intricate project to take on, and the movie glosses over it in 20 seconds) <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, well, yeah, so we get a car-building montage, um, and as you've alluded to, (laughs) the montage is pretty lackluster. Um, Also, just a heads up for uh, you later, Stone, in the audience. Yeah. I mentioned my back was hurting. Yeah. I'm holding my microphone so I can completely lay down. I think it's going to be okay, but sorry about that.
0: (laughs) This is a fully horizontal podcast from guard
1: yes my, Wow! Is this my a, spine is this the has... first
0: ever fully horizontal podcast for me that's
1: right we're breaking barriers <laughs> my spine has never hurt worse and i really hope the audio uh isn't messed up i should have tested it first i didn't think i'd be laying for most of it but i am
0: well we're, bra- we're breaking ground in a brand new <laughs> podcast format now but guard
1: you're right <laughs> of what you just said it's a pretty uh, crazy fixing the car scene because of its brevity.
0: It is. A it guard. also takes place over the
1: course, though, of several days. It would seem.
0: It does it
1: well, so I mean, they put initial, the engine in initial
0: and, engine into driving. I don't. It looks like they do it in one day.
1: <laughs> oh, that's yeah. That certainly doesn't take very long. What they spend most of their time on is fine tuning the drifting somehow.
0: Somehow, um, but guard, before we get into them, fine tuning the drifting somehow, um, I did a little research about this car, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, a Mustang, a 60s Mustang with a Nissan Skyline engine in it and sure. um, the production for this movie, they actually made this car. They made several with of the these. engine inside of it with the engines. They worked, which is really cool. I'll give it to the production team. That's awesome. That is cool. Um, it took a total of two months for the production team to install the Nissan Skyline GTR engine into the nineteen sixty seven. It took it took a professional production team two <laughs> months to do this job that the movie claims a bunch of idiot teenagers did in an afternoon. So I don't.
1: Well, they're like, car guys.
0: Th- they're they're the gnarliest car guys of all time. But I do hate when movies take something that's, like, can be done, but, like, is super intricate and takes a lot of time and goes, you just put the engine in. It's that easy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <A laughs> just little put misleading, it in and plug no it doubt. in, and it works.
1: Here's another thought I had. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a jumper cable attached to the drive shaft of a car before.
0: Um, guard, I believe that is a ground for a uh, welder.
1: So you're telling me that's accurate as well?
0: It seems to be that they have grounded the welder to just wow. hard weld this engine into the engine bay because wow, that's all wow, they have time wow. for. Wow, so wow, I So I believe that might be true to form. But Too um,
1: Fast Too Furious coming... Excuse me. Wow. Tokyo Drift wow. <laughs> coming in hot.
0: Um, I also want to give a shout say. out uh, to a YouTuber I found called TJ Hunt who actually made this car himself, a 67... Uh, Mustang with a Skyline engine in it, and uh, it took him months. It took him paying professional shops months to figure it out. Right. Um, Do you want to know what the biggest issue with this engine in this car is, guard? Do you want to take a guess? Explosion. It's not explosion, actually. It's uh, simpler than that. It's the shape of the engine.
1: Oh, sure. Too big. American. Nice. Too
0: it's actually too long. If you take a look at a Supra, oh, yeah. That's right. it has the big ol' phallic nose on a Supra <laughs> because you need to fit an inline six uh, engine in it. So you need six cylinders all in a row. Normally, these, these bad boys have V8s in them. So you only need to go four cylinders deep.
1: So Which, what's the, the American engine is too big or too small?
0: Well, the 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 engine bay is not long enough. The engine bay in the Mustang is not long enough to fit an engine that has six cylinders all in a row. Because a V eight you only have you have eight cylinders, but it's two um cylinder banks in a V formation. So what it's you're telling only me just to four summarize cylinders long.
1: What you're telling me is the Supra has too big of an engine for the American car.
0: Too long of an engine because technically uh, the the American engine has more cylinders. It has eight cylinders. The uh, the the Nissan has six cylinders, but they're all in a row.
1: I'll chalk that up as a win for U.S. baby.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: Logic. Sure. None whatsoever.
0: None. USA. Let's go, baby. USA.
1: Uh,
0: well, guard. After twenty seconds. Sorry, international of...
1: viewers. We respect you. <laughs>
0: After 20 seconds of the most intense uh, engine swap of all time, they get it done.
1: Yep. Luckily. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: There's a big old turbo on the side. By the grace no of God. No hood, because why should there be? Um, and, and Sean's out driving it.
1: Yeah, he is. And this next part, quite frankly, confuses a non-car <laughs> guy guard. I have no clue what they're doing up there on that mountain.
0: Well, so one... Uh, Sean, the first montage, he spins out a time or two, right? Showing that this is not the drift weapon it needs to be to de- defeat the Drift King, right? Yeah, but how do they
1: know Sean's just not bad at drifting?
0: Well, the first thing they do is they take out a spark plug, and he looks at it and goes, that's why it's spitting. Okay. <laughs> One, uh, sure, maybe it's misfiring because there is a bad spark plug. But if you put a whole-ass new engine in this car, why wouldn't you change out the spark plugs, dude? Like, come on.
1: Foolish, She's <laughs> Seems yeah. like a no-brainer. Definitely.
0: So they change a the spark plug. Dang it, that's why my drifts weren't good. Better take it up to the mountain. <laughs> Still can't drift. Then they wrench on some random parts on it. I have no idea what they're doing. I don't think what they're doing is has any merit to it at all. Like,
1: I mean, they—they it seem it's implying they're fine-tuning the car to drift around these specific corners, well, right? Right. But like, logically, that doesn't make sense because if Sean was just bad at drifting, how would they know? So I guess, I guess, basically, what they're saying is Sean has become good at drifting, so they're just going to trust that he's doing it correctly.
0: I guess, man. And but fine-tune also- it around
1: his preferences.
0: Also, a big part of drifting isn't the engine at all. It's, like, the front wheels and how they turn, right? Because well, they also
1: put different tires on after the fine-tuning is done.
0: Yeah, that. yeah, and... and I guess uh, it could
1: be the same, like, brand and everything, but it, they make a big deal of putting, like, shiny new tires on.
0: the The thing that gets me is they make a big deal about tuning the engine. Tuning the engine makes power, which you need to drift, obviously. But to be able to drift well, you need to tune the suspension and the steering angle because that's honestly more important than the engine as long as the engine runs and makes power, right?
1: Yeah, and here's another... Like, if it goes,
0: it's fine, but the difference between a good drift car and a bad car is how far can you turn the wheels? What's the steering angle at? Like, can you hold a slide, but they don't touch on any of that they just like look at the engine as if that's what's making the drifts good or bad i don't know man
1: well here's another curiosity from my point of view was it established that this race was going to happen in like 4 days time or something
0: nothing nothing about <laughs> this race was established
1: i mean they show like multiple they make a point of showing that multiple days have passed they show them at night and day several different times and and DK and the know, Yakuza boss are just okay with that? What's up with that?
0: I mean, I got the impression that this all happened in one day because I don't think they ever showed nighttime. They were only out on the roads, like, in the middle of the day.
1: That would be outlandish if they did this in one afternoon.
0: I, mean, I know that it, was your point from be.
1: earlier, but, I, like, that's there's no way they did all of that in one day.
0: They did not do a very good to- job of um, letting us know that time has passed. Or letting us know when this race or how this race was set, it nothing makes sense, nothing matters. Well, either Whatever.
1: they did it all in one day, and uh, that's crazy, or <laughs> that's d- fucking crazy, <laughs> or they did it over the course of like a week or longer. And DK and the Yakuza guy were just cool with them waiting to fix their car in the meantime.
0: I would need to race, but I need give or take a month or two to fix my car. And Sean proposed the race
1: like he would think he'd be ready to go, man.
0: I don't know, man. Yeah, the Yakuza boss should have said, okay, tonight at midnight. And Sean's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't have a car yet.
1: To be yeah, honest. and then Sean gets killed. <laughs> Movie ends. And he gets
0: executed. Um... But, you know what? We're tweaking the car, and at one point he looks over and says, just a couple more tweaks, twink, which is a <laughs> hilarious sentence. He uses twink and tweaks in a, in the same sentence, which, awesome.
1: Yeah. Here's a crazy detail that we learned as well from Twinkie. Oh, yeah? <laughs> that really, quite frankly, blew my mind. No one has ever successfully <laughs> completed this race except DK.
0: Yeah, after what? Sean says, "Hey, Twink, just a few more tweaks." <laughs> That's Twinkie crazy. says, "I'm not worried about the car, man. No one's ever made it down this mountain except for DK."
1: Excuse me, what? They do this. What do you mean? Like often, man.
0: Like, is it not the exact same mountain they're on? And if not. Why isn't he practicing on the mountain he's going to be racing down? Maybe he saying. should do that. <laughs> so
1: Sean challenges this guy to a race on a, a racetrack that he, I mean, he knows he's never completed it because it's him. And then yeah. why wouldn't you bring this up with him
0: earlier in the day? Twinkie so casually says no one ever has made it down the mountain. Has this mountain killed dozens of racers? <laughs> yeah, I mean, more than that, man. Nila
1: said they came out here when they were kids and used to watch the drifters. So all of both guys or gals that were drifting down the mountain, I guess, always fell to their deaths or decided that the rest of the race wasn't for them.
0: I know he probably doesn't mean this, but he doesn't give any qualifiers other than that. He just says no one has made it down this mountain, drifting or not.
1: (laughs) And this is a public road, like a highway.
0: Also, we see later at the in the episode that there's dozens of cars lining this entire road. Are we to presume that all of these people are going to lose their lives on the way down <laughs> after the race?
1: What they does Twinkie do it, mean? Dude. I mean, even if you take Twinkie's point, like logically, and cut out what he actually said and just what he should have said. So, I guess what he should have said was, "No one's ever raced this course with and made it successfully down." They have raced it a ton of times.
0: Unless this is a different mountain that we're just choosing to not practice on, even though that would be the better choice but to if practice. Was, yeah, that's insane,
1: know, too. If it if they're practicing <laughs> on a different mountain, then how the hell is Sean's just going to race it by field the first time out? Crazy, dude. I mean, yeah, even if he thing. is practicing on this mountain... That implies it's so dangerous Sean's never on a practice run made it down this mountain before. So, like, the last three or whatever turns, he's
0: never even done. I guess, man. And the thing is with, with racing, guard, is knowing the racetrack is hugely important. Yeah, I <laughs> like know going that. In, yeah, like, I. so from uh, pretend racing on my computer... Y- if you you have to go around and realize, like, you turn left here. You turn right here. This turn is tighter than that turn. Like, you need to know these things, or else you're going to kill yourself. Like, knowing a racetrack is hugely important. Nah, fuck it. I'm going go blind, says Sean. <laughs> in yeah. the middle of the fucking night against Crazy. the Drift King on his mountain.
1: Yeah, that's another thing. Insane. Why is the race in the middle of the night, man? <laughs>
0: I mean, I don't know, man. What
1: a what a wild, wild thing to do. And this again was Sean's idea. Um, to take yeah, on it make the any Drift sense. King, the only man <laughs> alive who has ever successfully <laughs> made it down this mountain.
0: The odds seem to be stacked against him. learned how to drift <laughs> like last month. Um, I come on. We get a smash cut from that insane <laughs> that insane bombshell from Twinkie to what I think might be the um hardest working character in this entire movie, the Mustang. Uh doing its work. The the buffing machine that buffs mm. this Mustang.
1: Boy, did they This, this Mustang they get some that looks out of that thing.
0: This Mustang that looks like it's Hasn't been taken care of for decades. Uh, Let's the, be honest, the, it's a shit pile. The, sh- the, the chubby bald guy takes a buffer to it, pristine paint afterwards.
1: Oh, it looks badass.
0: Absolutely glistening. The reflection, the paint is brought back to its former glory. And I love that in the montage If we have to get this fixed in time, they also took time to buff the entire car you know so it looks good too <laughs> yeah, give it a
1: little paint job
0: didn't even paint it just buffed just buffed the old paint into into next week so shout out to that buffer um it really did its work it really got that thing sparkling well um, stone
1: now let's be let's be realistic there was a paint job off screen
0: somewhere certainly. no no dude they just buffed it they just buffed it certainly there's that's a paint job that's the guy the guy screen. with the the no, the bald guy, you see the car looking like the shit. Car and you went see from him buffing it black. Yeah, no, it was just dirty <laughs> paint. That's how guard um another thing that I've learned is you can like buff a car's paint into its former glory a time or two before you, or you rub it down to nothing.
1: Still the car was complete a completely different color.
0: Yes, but they didn't paint it. This guy just buffed the, it. The bald yeah, chubby the, guy the movie, just buffed it. They didn't
1: it. paint it, right?
0: That's how buffing a car works, Garth.
1: No way. This car was not painted in between those scenes, man.
0: I mean, maybe the movie car was, but it oh, was absolutely. implied that they just buffed it. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Unless they unless they took a perfectly painted car, roughed it up only to be buffed back to its glory in this scene.
1: What what is this? 18 yes let me let me look at this car dude
0: i mean it's that is what they imply and that's why i say the buffer and the bald chubby guy whose name we never learn, dude. is the nvp of the episode for buffing the shit out of this car dude. he put in so much work to get this car to its former glory okay i'm, I'm
1: looking over this car and it is not it's not i thought it was like metal i thought there was like no paint on it at no, all no
0: no It's just made to look dirty, so then they can buff it and make it look nice in the reveal.
1: Okay, that... Okay, Stone is right, everyone, first of all.
0: Thank you. Thank you (laughs) thank you for clearing my name. I appreciate it.
1: That is an outlandish transformation, dude.
0: Dude, he buffed the absolute fuck out of
1: it. I was just (laughs) assuming... I was assuming the buff thing was, like, I guess, grinding down or, like, smoothing out the car or something, and then they painted it. I... It... No part of me thought that they were just <laughs> shining the car. No, it's
0: it's the buff job of a century. Like it's it really is. It really is incredible.
1: Okay, wow.
0: Almost hard to believe. Some oh. might say.
1: Wow! Wow! Wow!
0: Smash cut. We're on top of a mountain. It's night. We get a beautiful <laughs> shot of some windy roads. Yeah. That slowly turns to show <laughs> Sean looking out over the hills with his arms crossed new Mustang parked behind him it's a pretty cool shot to be honest it's a pretty cool shot it shows it shows the uh the road he's gonna be driving on you get a hero shot of him and the car also I'm fairly certain that this picture of him is what they used for the fast and the fear the Tokyo drift uh, poster
1: hmm that makes sense
0: um the one that I crudely pasted your torso over <laughs> yeah mm-hmm um, I don't know that for sure, but I'm going to say it is.
1: I mean, I would suspect it looks the same.
0: Yeah, he has the same weird bow-legged stance. Um,
1: of, a, of a man from...
0: Mm, I don't know if it is. It looks very similar, but I don't think it is because he uh he's wearing a long sleeve in the movie and a short sleeve in the poster. Egg on my face, sorry. Well, I would suspect, Stone, it was shot the same day. It might have been. They might have. I mean, it is a it is a bit of a caricature on the poster, so they probably use this shot to. Uh,
1: right, I think they yeah. said, "Hey, the guys need something for uh, post."
0: Well, there's that one shot where uh, Sean is standing in a power stance, looking uh, ominously, ominously over a road. Yeah, let's go with that one. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> now. So. The race is about to begin. Everyone who's anyone is showing up, including um, the Yakuza boss.
1: Yes. Uh, Two things from the uh, Yakuza boss getting there with all the crew. Yes. One, it is so damn silly seeing him (laughs) get out of this car and still doing this charade of (laughs) the loser of this drift race has to leave town. Now, what do you
0: mean charade? Those are the rules of the race. I know. We've established that. But them.
1: it's so funny that a Yakuza boss agreed to those being the rules.
0: And that he'd actually show up, not just like send someone to be like, tell me who wins.
1: Right. That is preposterous. That he's that he agreed to this in the first place, but then seeing him get out and being the only old person uh, it's there. It's a bunch of
0: fucking teenagers and yeah. then a Yakuza boss. It's like
1: a rave crowd and a yakuza boss
0: we also get a weird shot of like another crew that has the wildest like hair and makeup and get up it's like
1: the loosely girls... related to this situation
0: yeah there's a whole crew and Extremely. they have like matching makeup where they have like a streak of white across their eyes and like who the fuck are these guys? It's Why are they never
1: explained? Here? It might be Andrew. Let us know if it's explained on the uh, oh, man. on the cut scenes again. But yeah, I certainly don't know who these people are, man.
0: Also, not only that, so the yakuza boss uncle shows up, gets out of the car. Who gets out of the car with him? Neela. That was yeah. Why that is Neela with him?
1: That was my point number two. Is Neela a sorry, prisoner I, I at didn't this let you point? Get to two. Is she, what? is she a prisoner at this point?
0: She seems like a prisoner at this point, but why is she a prisoner? She voluntarily left with him. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, she keeps
1: giving these looks to our crew like, oh, guys, boy, oh, golly, geez. Boy, I'm in a
0: situation.
1: Yeah, this sucks. Why'd you go with him then? Sean's dad had a gun pointed at DK.
0: Also, like, why did you show up with the Yakuza boss? Has he been holding you this whole time while Sean and the crew are having fun tuning the Mustang? Like, doing a montage? Like, what is happening? Apparently, has no yeah. one checked on Neela? <laughs> I guess not.
1: Sean just completely doesn't care. She left to try to defuse the situation. Sean has not mentioned her since.
0: He has not shown any, an ounce of concern <laughs> he hasn't even been like her his girlfriend. Hey, Twinkie.
1: My, I, I wish my girlfriend wasn't being held against her will.
0: And we haven't got a single shot of her like with Uncle to like show why she's there. She just happens to show up with him. I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to carpool together. And, it's like uh, when your
1: girlfriend uh sits with your family at like if you're like in a wedding. <laughs> she's like sitting with DK's family getting ready to watch the race.
0: Yeah, she's like, oh, I wish I could go hang out with my friends, but I have to hang out with the family. <laughs> but
1: I thought I was under the impression she despised DK. Now. Well,
0: I, I was also under that impression because she said that she despised DK. Right. <laughs> her own words. Right. So, not but, sure
1: what's going on But maybe she there. really,
0: maybe she's friends with uncle and she doesn't want her and DK's relationship to fall apart to get between their friendship.
1: Oh, sure. Could be.
0: Could be. Probably isn't the case. I but suspect could be.
1: we'll remain a mystery forever.
0: Um, now. So yeah, she gives some looks to the crew, doesn't say any words, just kind of walks by them. Um we get a shot of the weird gang and then then uh Twinkie gets on his flip phone oh and they my they God. do some real, real uh the craziest. interesting plot device that is the maybe one of the most unbelievable uses of technology in any movie <laughs> I've ever. ever
1: seen. Uh yeah, absolutely agree with that statement. So we're in the year of
0: 2006,
1: uh-huh. the year of flip phones. Uh-huh. That
0: is where we're at technologically. These people have a razor, phones. razor
1: phones. Picture that in your mind. Picture in your mind and how when you used to text on a Razor phone, if you got a picture, I, our younger viewers uh, may not know this, but you had to wait for pictures to download. Pictures, single yeah, images.
0: You, you didn't have like direct access to the internet. Like it was you pulled up the internet and it was like and call based device.
1: It was literally opened a web browser like you'd open on your desktop on the phone. Of uh, there weren't mobile sites, it opened www.google.com to Google something. It was not oh, formatted tiny for little your phone,
0: pixelated screen. They couldn't do much.
1: They certainly tried. could and not, then, for example, live stream video. To multiple devices, <laughs> so,
0: so Twinkie gets off his phone, and then there's a weird shot where it like turns into like technology mode, where now we're running down the street and we zoom in on another person who has their phone up and they're watching the race somehow, and it zooms into another group of people and they have their flip phones up and they're watching the race. It is crazy that yeah. they expect us to believe yeah. that in the middle of the Japanese countryside on the side of a fucking hill that these guys are able to live stream multiple views of a race to everyone all at once going all the way down the mountain. Like this is a bit of technology. I would have a hard time believing in 2022. <laughs> Dude. Yes. That's what I was thinking too.
1: When this movie came out, everyone in the theater, how are, how was everyone there? And I like, this is outrageous.
0: What is what are they talking about? They're just my making, suspension of disbelief has a science been shattered. Movie,
1: yes, it's yeah, totally it's totally turned into a sci-fi film at this point. I I know we're hitting this hard, but it is ridiculous how what crazy thing they're trying to show is happening. How would that even work? So the the point of what they're doing is the road's really curvy down the mountain to facilitate the drifting aspect of it. It's a switchback.
0: A curvy road is needed for drifts.
1: So you can't see every level. Every time they go over a turn, it goes down a little bit, and you can't see them Yeah, they're driving
0: down a mountain road. There's no way you can see the entire racetrack. So the film
1: is trying to persuade you to believe that all these phones have somehow linked together in one image, or you're looking at your phone and seeing what? Like nine different live streams of road on your tiny flip screen phone one of those two the movie i think is suggesting that they're somehow combining all nine vantage points into one long live stream of the race
0: yeah like they're switching between angles depending on where they're at in the race and that's whose phone they're using the camera on absolutely preposterous fucking insane
1: trying to do that <laughs> today phone. with phones
0: on a flip phone
1: you would have Crazy, to have dude such an incredible level of coordination for this to do this tomorrow because these people had what 20 but somewhere between 24 hours and six months notice i guess we have no idea <laughs>
0: somewhere between that yeah <laughs>
1: but just I'm, gonna, I'm not even gonna say borderline just an impossible fee on razor
0: phones it is absolutely an impossible feat on Razor phones, um, but that is, that is how this movie explains away uh, how people are enjoying this race with some sci-fi garbage. Why didn't they
1: just show people's reaction as to where Sean and DK were as they came to their level? What did they make up a plot device for showing that you could see them from start to finish of the race? How, did, how in any um, way did that contribute <laughs> to the narrative?
0: That's a good point. And you know what this... <laughs> you know what this reminded me of, Guard? You remember in the ending Ender's of Game. The Dark Knight oh. where they use all yeah. the phones oh. to have location? This reminds me of that, but dumber somehow.
1: Because mm-hmm. at least, like bruce Wayne, it's bruce wayne he's he's a billionaire he has access to stuff you know these are kids yeah these are high schoolers,
0: idiot teenagers yeah (laughs) no shame to high schoolers by the way
1: i i realize you are uh very good with technology i'm just saying you don't have access to bruce wayne's wealth
0: um yeah it uh, it doesn't make any sense and I don't know. We get that one shot that implies this is how we're watching the race, and then we don't get back to it. At least in this episode. So we'll see if that comes back into play next if week. If
1: they did this just as a throwaway thing that said, "Look how cool this is," why? Wild. What is the point um, of that?
0: Uncle's car pulls up behind. Shithole, uh, by DK the way. Terrible car. Yeah, old old Mercedes. They couldn't have got Penzo. a nicer
1: car for him to roll up in. Yeah,
0: it's- the Black ben- Black Benzos classy.
1: Yeah, kind of lame. It looks like the um, old Lincolns used to look before their cool new rebrand. <laughs>
0: um, we do We do get a scene, sorry, I'm, I'm coming back to the phone things. We do get a scene <laughs> right after they take off and go around the first corner. and it's everyone at the base of, or the, the peak of the mountain looking at their phones and cheering on. There's no one at that corner. Who's filming them? No, Where's this footage yeah, coming from?
1: Yep. No, who knows? Uh, DK himself. Okay. He's so confident. Guess, he's yeah, drifting and filming.
0: Um, they go around the first the first corner. ever
1: PPV live stream.
0: <laughs> <laughs> DK POV, takes the lead. I mean.
1: Anyway, yeah, DK immediately takes the lead because he's a better driver. Plain and simple.
0: He is the drift king. Um, they continue down the next straight and they go over a couple dips in the road where both cars shoot out an absolute uh, light show of sparks from their undercarriage. Mm -hmm.
1: An incredible amount of uh, sparks, and I presume damage is done to both vehicles.
0: So for for DK's car, these sparks make sense because because it's it's a slammed Japanese Uh drift car that's like real, real low clearance. So going over a, a dip like that, it can press the shocks and it might spark. That would not fucking happen in a <laughs> 60s muscle car. What is going on? Where are those sparks coming from? Also, I think-
1: the ground they're going over is not even like... They're not high centered at all. It just shows them going down the road and then randomly it'll, the music will swell and, and sparks will shoot out from another cars. Yeah.
0: There's, there's an insane amount of clearance under Sean's car, but somehow it's scraping the ground and causing sparks. It looks
1: so silly to see their cars go back to back and then shows Sean's car doing the same thing.
0: Also, I want to point out again that drifting is cool. Oh yeah. Potentially one no of the doubt. coolest things you can do in a car. But it's not the fastest. Are we this is a race presumably, right? Like they're racing to the bottom. I don't the think bottom. there's rules. Yeah, I don't
1: think that they get style points for drifts.
0: So why did <laughs> if if <laughs> Sean knew that DK, the Drift King was going to drift, why didn't he build a car that can just like go faster around corners than DK's? Like I think you can I think you can out play him by just having a better car and not trying to drift every corner
1: hey know. listen man you gotta respect the culture
0: you gotta respect the culture
1: sean wants to and not only that, win but he wants to make a statement in doing so
0: he wants to look good doing beat it. beat him at his that own makes game sense, you know i guess that Sean's Sean's makes pr- as much Sean's sense proud, as proud anything man. else in this movie he's a very proud man Uh, Proud enough that he will risk his own life and the life of all of his friends for honor or something.
1: (laughs) Also, I just have to make a quick note of the stakes of this race. Uh, If Sean loses, he has to do what his dad wants him to anyway, and his time in Japan will come to a a close. He'll leave after, what, a year or so here? Yeah. So that, I mean, you know, that's a bummer. Yeah. His summer fling will be no more, uh, and a a few friends he won't be able to visit as easily. Uh, If DK loses, uh, he has to move out of the city where his job, family, uh, Crime empire? empire, (laughs) Criminal empire, his entire uh, life up until now, uh, he has to abandon all that forever because uh, Sean kicked him out.
0: And if Sean wins, he gets to do what is uh, arguably the right call and just getting out of Tokyo.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: He has to make us. He has if to make Shawn, a smart decision. If Sean loses, once. he's forced he has to, to make a, a good call, a good
1: choice. Yeah. yeah. What his dad wants him to do anyway.
0: But that honestly, that is a punishment for Sean. He has to do the right thing. Gross. No. Yeah, you.
1: <laughs> a good decision. I will risk my Ugh. life
0: to do the wrong thing.
1: I hate good decisions. That's that's. Awful to me.
0: I love Tokyo. I've only been here for a few days, but I love it here. <laughs> this is my home.
1: <laughs> I've bonded with Twink and those other three people I never call and my name.
0: <laughs> also, Neela's cool, but I haven't thought about her in a while. I've been building this sick <laughs> Yeah,
1: I've bonded with Twink and that girl that I haven't spoke to for quite a while and that British guy that I watched play <laughs> soccer with one
0: time. I'm also a big fan of the the chubby bald one. He buffed my car really good that one time. I need to learn his name. really like him. I gotta introduce
1: myself to my three friends that always come watch me drift (laughs) and built this car for me for some reason.
0: And I also like Han, but he's dead. But (laughs) we we don't talk about that either, apparently.
1: Rest in peace, Han. I have a a sneaking suspicion you'll be back for some reason.
0: Um, Quick question for you, Stone. Yeah.
1: How do uh, you determine uh, which person is in which lane at the start of this race?
0: That's a good question. It looks like uh, Sean just picked one and then mm-hmm. and then uh, DK pulled up next to him. I mean, that matters, right? Mm, I mean, they're both on the front Unless row. Unless there's so, the so, I mean, it same amount matter. of...
1: Uh turns because the i'm just saying dk had a pretty easy shot to become first because
0: he had the inside he had had the the inside inside right away
1: and then he just pulled he did
0: but he also was like three car lengths ahead of him by the end of the straight so i'm just saying if sean
1: was like using his noggin he probably could have picked the other side
0: probably could have he needs every advantage um,
1: possible now i know of course he's gonna win this because it's a movie but um he should not
0: he should not and uh, they do a couple more corners. Sean does a drift or two, and uh, that's where this five minutes ends, in the middle of the drift battle. That's right.
1: Now, really quickly, Stone, we do have the start of the race that we can rank amongst the other starts. Mm-hmm. I would give this one a uh, piss poor.
0: Yeah. The Sparks are overkill. Uh, I mean the actual and...
1: starting guy.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh no, the actual the actual starting mm-hmm. guy. I know you like this to compare. Race, this race was started by one of Uncle's old henchmen. I knew you were going to be excited
1: it, once you got what I was getting at,
0: Stone. It wasn't it wasn't a cool dude with a cigarette, it wasn't a, a pretty lady. It was the old friend guy. of a yakuza member.
1: <laughs> yeah, just some dude. He had a suit so, on, so I guess a few points there, but um he didn't drop anything, which is Big.
0: Nothing was thrown into the air. No bras were taken off. And
1: no countdown whatsoever, which is another hit. He just did, no, he just he put just his did a classic arms, arms, in arms the air. up, arms down.
0: Yeah, and he's old. He's an old guy. He might be the oldest starting starting oh, person yet. Yeah, for sure. By far, I'm right, sure I'm, yeah. sure I'm going to take a guess.
1: I would definitely say so. So I would
0: also say pretty lackluster. No, no flair. I mean, he got to the point, I guess... If he's a Yakuza-adjacent dude, he's no nonsense, you know? He started the race. True. He did his job, I guess.
1: <laughs> now, Stone, I would like to conclude with something I just remembered that I should have started the episode with, but it is, uh, it's not related directly to this episode. Do you have anything else okay. from this episode first?
0: No, I have nothing else. I'm excited to see how this exciting conclusion concludes. <laughs>
1: okay, me too. Now, my friend Jenna is a, is a <laughs> you leader... You sound so excited. It's pretty... I'm excited to get your is take this on Jenna it. Is the Jenna that I know? It is. Our, our friend, I should have said Jenna, uh, is a leader of men and women. And by that, yes. I mean she leads a class. Okay. Now, in this class, she was doing some cockamamie thing where... Uh, I don't know how they got to this, but these are college kids, by the way, not like second graders.
0: Not not children. Okay. No
1: offense, to be clear, to second grade teachers. I'm just saying the take you're about to hear is from an adult, not a kid. Because it's... It goes
0: from... If it was from a kid, it might be cute and endearing. If it's from an adult, it's maybe not so much. Right.
1: The, the context is important. So she was saying... Um, I don't know how they got to this point, but the gist of it was, what is the better sequel Too fast, too Furious or Shrek Two? In my opinion,
0: <laughs> the the age-old question. In my
1: opinion, and Jenna's, much to the chagrin of whoever she was arguing with, the answer is emphatically Shrek
0: 2. It's absolutely it's- Shrek 2. Yeah, too of fast, course. too
1: furious is awful.
0: It's not even that it's awful. It's that it's not that good of a sequel. Yeah. It's <laughs> half of the most of the main do. characters <laughs> don't come yeah. back. It doesn't have anything to do with the first other than a character with his very basic traits of drives and likes cars is in it.
1: So I'd like to extend two
0: is absolutely the right answer.
1: A- oh, no doubt. I'm glad you agree. I would like to extend this offer to said student. Write me an essay on why you think Too Fast, Too Furious is a better sequel, and you say, "Why do I have to write the essay?" I will respond to you on air, reading my essay, or if it's too <laughs> long, I'll email it, but read you the highlights of me eviscerating you via r- the written form.
0: Yeah, you would, you would, you would uh, symbolically murder him with your words. I'm sure. I will sure warn
1: this uh undergrad. I am a graduate of English literature. Okay? I do i because of that
0: he has studied Shrek in depth.
1: That's correct. I've also wrote of the an great essay in English my time.
0: Literatures of our time.
1: I've studied oral narration from some of the best. That's not an innuendo. I'm talking about poets and essayists.
0: Yep. Hell yeah. Oh,
1: not, again, Stone, not uh, not uh, get your mind out of the gutter, you know.
0: Oh, whoa, okay. I'm
1: talking about great minds of uh, history, and I'm prepared to mm-hmm. do battle on this subject because I think uh, there's no way I could lose here.
0: No, you're absolutely right. Um, it's the far superior movie, superior sequel. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while. I should watch all the Shreks. I should have a Shrek-a-palooza.
1: Shrek's a great film. And the sequel's good.
0: Um, How do you think Donkey fucked that dragon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, huh. well, that's a that's a maybe. That's a question for another. Maybe, art, maybe
1: artificial insemination.
0: <laughs> maybe, <laughs> anyways, guard. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the end of our five minutes. I agree with you. You are right. Um, and uh, but before we go. Uh, is there any other stuff you wanna you wanna get out there?
1: No, just the my uh, just my challenge, uh, my threats to a guy I've never met in my life. Just mostly that.
0: Yeah, but he also he sounds like a big piece of shit. If <laughs> if I know anything about him. Well, to
1: be clear, I know nothing about this person. I have no idea who it is. Um, oops. I bet he smells. <laughs> uh, could yeah, could.
0: Um. Well guard, did I did I talk about the movie uh X last time?
1: Uh as an ecstasy? No.
0: As in, okay. Uh my my other stuff um f- uh because it's spooky season, so here's a hot rack for anyone who celebrates um is the movie X, just the letter X. Uh came out this year in, in 2022 and it was good. Uh Kid Cudi's in it and turns out Kid nice. Cuddy is a good actor, and he played a porn star, so that's fun. Um, Also, it's prequel. The prequel to the movie that came out this year also came out this year, and it's called Pearl, and it's uh, directed and co-written and starring the same person. It's directed, written by Ty West, starring, co-written by Mia Goth, and it's, uh, I dare I say, even better than X. So uh, go watch both of those because... They just announced the sequel, so there's a third one coming out. Okay. Um, And the first two were fucking good. Yeah, hell yeah. They're spooky. Spooky and fun. All right.
1: That's the way I like it. I like that, too. All right, Stone, that's all the time we have. Uh, But as always, make sure you're kept up on your laundry.
0: Never fall behind.